What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Simon Villanos. And I'm your other co-host, Cody Stoffer. Today, we're going to talk about some of the top playmakers on the middle school level in the state of Colorado. We got, um, we basically got a player from each grade level, I believe, all quarterbacks. And if you know any other standout middle schoolers or high schoolers, just make sure to request them and uh, leave their name, uh, school they're from, or city where they're from. I know for middle school, it could be a little difficult there. And then uh, what position they play so that we could look them up. But today we're going to go ahead and get it started with Beckham Kritza. He is an 8th grader. Um, he's a quarterback, 6'4", 180. I don't know about the 180 <laughs> part, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, from Boulder, Colorado, I believe. So, Cody, why don't you go ahead and start it off with some of the positives with Beckham here. Yeah, so one thing about Beckham that they really try and reinforce on his film is that he's pretty hard to bring down. I'd say, you know, I wouldn't say that Beckham is necessarily like a running quarterback by any means, but, you know, he definitely takes advantage of being one of the bigger kids on the field. And, you know, there's a couple of plays where he just straight up trucks a defender, but that that's kind of, you know, what, what I took away from like the running aspect of his game. But he has a strong arm, you know, pretty good ball placement for an eighth grader, I'd say. Um, yeah, and, you know, Simon, you and I talked about this too. They throw a wide variety of routes. All of these middle schoolers do. Yeah. And so that was one thing that impressed me about Beckham is he has really good touch on the ball. You know, Beckham has really good touch on the ball and it just, it lands so gently in the receiver's hands at just the right time. So, you know, obviously down the sideline throws are really easy for him, but you know, he, he can also float it over linebackers and over, over the middle to his receivers as well. So I think that his touch is definitely the most impressive part of Beckham's game. Fair enough. What, what were some of your takeaways? Uh, so Beckham, you know, obviously you have the height, 6'4". He's our tallest quarterback. I'm just going to go ahead and say here, I don't think we have the heights or weights for Trent um, or Brady, who I guess, spoiler alert, those are the guys we're going to talk about, uh, the other two quarterbacks here. But... He he definitely looks taller than both of those guys and taller than DJ Bordeaux, who we covered before, who is the only other middle schooler who we covered uh, before this time right here. And so you got to love that. He stands up. I mean, he stands out in in a middle school crowd. He is an eighth grader. So, you know, he's hitting that age where he's growing a bit there. So you love to see that. Um, So the frames there, that's something you like to see. We're not going to have a 5'9 quarterback as a senior, so that's that's good to know. And, you know, that always helps out because it helps out with vision and seeing over lines and all that great stuff. Um, and then <clears throat> I would have to say arm power-wise, he has a pretty good uh, arm, honestly. His deep balls are beautiful. Like, he pushes it downfield pretty well. Um, usually the flick of the wrist, we saw a couple plays where he was just doing that, and so you really like to see that raw talent there. And then, you know, he's, he's I guess, mobile and elusive enough. Maybe not the smoothest, but he's elusive enough, and he could work well in the pocket, you know, and then uh, he could scramble a little bit as well. And so you like to see that as well. And he is kind of a tougher football player. Um, we've seen that. I think that's something you can't, I guess, you can't not acknowledge just because there are a couple of times he has some quarterback dives um, or, well, quarterback powers uh, type of play 
he does have some quarterback power type of plays where he just gets the ball in in like a wildcat kind of spot and then just goes straight up the middle and punches it in. Um, I think there was one play in particular that stood out where he ran over a kid and it was just a straight one on one like kind of play. He lowered his shoulder into him. It was beautiful. He got lower than him and he ran him over and he stood over him a little bit there. But it, it is what it is for now. So yeah, a lot of pluses here with Beckham. Um, I really like a variety of routes that he threw as well i think especially some deeper routes like he threw those pretty well here and you know he, he flashed some uh honestly some fantastic deep throws as well so so yeah but let's go ahead and talk about areas of improvement here so i i could start this out i mentioned this with dj bordeaux when i did his breakdown uh back on christmas so make sure you check that out if you haven't yet but middle schoolers are kind of hard to gauge at times they're very i guess i don't know like they could <laughs> they could get either really good really fast or they could regress a little bit at times and it just depends because they go through phases here and there and then obviously they're still growing and so there's going to be a lot of things that uh, middle schoolers will work on as they get into high school and then that and that progression in general is just very different from person to person and so it's not totally out of the blue that Beckham here or any of these quarterbacks here can't improve over an offseason because it has been done before. So I think that's important to throw out there when talking about some of the uh, criticisms here. So I won't <clears throat> I won't talk too much here about some areas of improvement because I did see a lot uh, here that I really liked. But I think number one, he needs to fill out into his frame. I don't trust that he's at 180. I think he's probably at 160, 170 more like. Um, but, you know, he's also 6'4", so that kind of throws a whole wrench into just eyeballing it, I guess. And so even then, the bottom line is that he needs to put on weight, especially if he is going to run more of those quarterback powered type of plays on that next level or just run more in general. And so that would be a good thing for him to work on. Uh, just getting stronger, getting bigger. I think 6'4", 200 is a good spot, but honestly, he could probably get even a little bit, um, he could weigh a little bit more than that by the time he's a junior or a senior. But for now, you know, I'd focus on trying to get to a true 180, 190, uh, just packing on that weight, getting stronger, working on that arm power too, because I think, and you could kind of see in his throwing motion, there are times where... It, it looks like, I think strength-wise, he struggles a little bit with just getting it downfield at times, and he throws his whole body into the throw at times, uh, which is fine. I think mechanically, that's not the worst thing it could have, honestly. But as he gets stronger, it's it's gonna those little things are going to go away. At least hopefully they should go away, and he should look a little bit more natural throwing the ball down the field 40 to 50 yards. And so that's what I'm really looking for here. And then last but not least... I think I would really like for him to to work on throwing those over-the-shoulder routes, uh, so like fade routes, and then those corner routes. I think improving those would go a long way. I mentioned this in the DJ Bordeaux breakdown. It helps kind of having a go-to throw to go to to score and whatnot when you're in the end zone, and I think both of those routes are really important. We did see that he could throw the slant, and uh, I think a little bit of the out route as well, so I'm not super concerned about that but i would like to see more over the shoulder type of throws uh, that are a little bit more accurate um in those smaller spaces so fade routes and corner routes specifically i would say 
But but yeah, I think if he works on those things, he'll be in a good spot moving forward since he will be a freshman next year. But Cody, what about you? What are some things you'd like to see uh, Beckham work on here? Yeah, so some things that we don't really get to evaluate too much with Beckham that's kind of a shame is, you know, like his drop back. He really yeah. doesn't ever get a chance to do a true drop back because the defensive line is always in the backfield immediately. And so he's always running for his life and throwing. And so I think that, you know, hope, hopefully that can be addressed in high school where he actually feels like he has time to throw the ball. Yeah. And we've we've talked about that that can turn into like a bad habit fast or like, you know, it, it it's definitely like a drawback. We've talked about it with Leslie Richardson, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, if you have to run for your life on every play, then like you'll get used to throwing off your back foot and you're going to lose a lot of strength doing stuff like that. Yeah. So I definitely would like to see him like plant and like, you know, we know that he's a tough football player. So like hang in there, take a hit and deliver the pass, you know, because like in high school, like throwing on the run is not going to work at the same rate as it does in middle school. Sure. I'd say I also want to talk about, you know, obviously with middle schoolers, they're all going to be raw fundamentally, basically, yeah. is, is just kind of how it is, honestly. So when I say this, you know, it's it's not like, it's it's not an attack. It's just like, you do have to work on your fundamentals. And part of that is his release. You know, I'm not a fan of, <laughs> of, of the loop release. Yeah. You, you know that. It, it drives me nuts because it takes so long to get the ball out. And so it's like, not only is the defensive line always in the backfield, but, you know, he's adding on another half a second to his throw because he brings it all the way down and wraps all the way back. And the listeners can't see it, but I'm doing the motion right now. Yeah. And it's taking forever <laughs> because that's just like, you know, that it does add time to, to do a full loop with your arm and the ball. So working on just, you know, keeping it tucked in too because a lot of time he'll let the ball get out of him. it get like outside of like his shoulders whenever he's running for his life. So like... You know, seeing the ball tucked in and then being able to just raise and throw would go miles for Beckham here. And I think that, you know, he'll he'll have an opportunity to work on that if he goes to what what I would assume would be Fairview, would be my guess. In, in yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, obviously those things, um, I, I want to see kind of more like post routes probably where like, yes. you know, he has to split safeties with a throw. <clears throat> And, you know, obviously, it, it's pretty hard to judge a, a quarterback in middle school because, you know, we both played middle school football, and there are some really bad defenses in middle school football, especially, Simon, you didn't play middle school football here in Colorado, no. but the, the teams are either good or they're really bad, basically. There's, like, no, <laughs> there's no like middle ground kind of teams. I, so, I know. I, so evaluating I that is school. tough. Yeah. I think that's important to keep in mind. I teach middle <laughs> school. So, yeah, for sure. So, those are those are some things to keep in mind and some things to work on for Beckham. And <clears throat> I guess we want to talk Outlook. Um, I, I'm not sure if he's going to Fairview, but I guess we could talk, like, you know, yeah. how, how long do you expect him to get a varsity role? Or sure. What, when would you see Beckham playing varsity football? Yeah, for sure. Well, first off, to speak on those mechanics, I think – he does that little wind-up to compensate a little bit for arm strength at times, which is fine because pretty much almost every middle schooler does it. DJ Bordeaux has not as much. He I think he has more of a natural arm, but he does it just a little bit there. And so I think that's something that he'll grow out of. Um, 
or while you would assume so, there are some quarterbacks that we've done breakdowns on that haven't grown out of it. So there you go. But I, he will just need to get stronger and fill out, and I think some of those things will get figured out. And I do believe once he gets, I guess, more filled out, he will feel more confident like running the ball and taking on bigger hits because he is a little bit of a beanpole out there. So, you know, there you go. But, yeah, we could talk outlook. So real quick here, I do think... I, I want to say he's going to Fairview, and they're probably one of the better passing uh, teams in the in the state. And I'm going to say Fairview because I know some of the guys we've uh, talked about, like Josh Rowland, Liam O'Brien, Jay Barry. I'm pretty sure they all follow Beckham on Instagram, or a lot of Fairview guys follow Beckham on Instagram. And so maybe that's just the biggest coincidence ever. <laughs> but I assume he's going to go to Fairview, and if he does... You know, he'll be stepping into a great program that is known for throwing the ball really well. They run great spread offenses that always put up numbers. And, you know, honestly, Fairview is one of the few teams that have pushed this Cherry Creek team. And it's not because, well, it's because of the talent there, obviously. But it's also because they have a set system there that works with a good number of players. Whether it's Liam O'Brien, Aiden Atkinson, Jay Barry, Grant Page, whoever. You know, they just have guys who are up next, and that's their system. And so I think if he goes into there, that would do him a lot of good to help develop him. I think freshman and sophomore year, most likely, you know, okay, I almost said redshirt. Freshman Dude, year. Hey, hey, I'll give you some slack <laughs> because we we always say redshirt yeah, every episode. That's so that's fine. He'll be okay. It's, a, it's the same thing. Not yeah, really. Yeah. But freshman year. You know, go play freshman team or whatever they have you. If you could get JV snaps, that'd be great too. If not, don't worry about it. Like, you know, focus on yourself. You don't have to put all that pressure on you to start right away. Just, you know, play as well um, whenever you get that opportunity. So freshman year, JV. Sophomore year, I could definitely see JV too just because it'll be... um, you know, Fairview's offense isn't easy to master. It's a spread offense, and there's a lot of ins and outs in plays, and so it would probably do him good to have another year with those same receivers that he's been coming up with and uh, to study that playbook too because it will be a little complicated. But junior and senior year, I think that's his for the taking. I don't know if Fairview has another guy up right now, but I like Beckham coming out of um, middle school, and so he'll be able to compete for sure. And in a lot of other teams, he would be able to compete or become the starter pretty soon here. I just think he needs some refining for sure. Like, refining as in he just needs to grow up a little bit <laughs> uh, body-wise, I would say. And he'll, he'll get there. So that's what I would say. I'd, I'd say a two-year starter in high school. Well, in, at Fairview, at other high schools, he could potentially be a three-year starter. But what about you? Yeah, so I'm going to have to agree that, you know, Fairview, probably a two-year outlook. Other high schools, probably a three-year outlook. And I think a lot of when he gets on the field hinges on when he fills out. So, you know, obviously you have to take into consideration, like, Fairview, you know, I assume that they have probably one of the better strength and conditioning programs in the state of Colorado. Sure. So, you know, I think that there is a possibility – I, I, I wouldn't promise it, but there's a possibility that he could get some varsity snaps as a sophomore. I don't think he starts, but I think he could get some varsity looks, you know, depending on... Cause, sure. Because Fairview, their offense is capable of blowing teams out of the water. So yeah. I wouldn't mind giving Beckham some looks as a sophomore, maybe in the fourth quarter if you're up by, like... If you're running clock, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, and I think that that would go miles to him being a confident, 
good junior quarterback. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, we'll just have to see. I think in terms of other schools, I could definitely use a guy like Beckham Kritza here. I think uh, Valor Christian would be an interesting one. If he went to Valor or got into Valor, that could uh, be a little bit of a game changer because I really don't think they've had, and this is no disrespect to all the quarterbacks who have been there, but a middle school prospect like Beckham here would be um, would do wonders for Valor because he would just have to fill in and you know what they run already. So, And it's not as complicated as a Fairview offense, so I think that would be great. And he'd also have you know Gavin Sawchuk <clears throat> as well. If he were to start as a freshman, you know, yes. to lean on a little bit. And there is a younger Sawchuck, too, who's a pretty good running back as well. I think who's a sophomore. So it, it, it could work out. It just depends. We yeah. won't go too much into projecting all that. But I think Valor could definitely use him. Um, <laughs> Smoky Hills could use him. But I don't want to see that happen all over again. No offense. But... Yeah, a lot of teams could use him as the point here. So I think the frame is really enticing here more than anything. Um, obviously, the arm power, like, it's there with the frame. But, like, the frame and the arm power and just, like, the confidence, I would say, to go ahead and make plays, um, those are all things that are going for him here. And so he just needs to continue to work, get better, you know, especially during COVID. Like, there are a lot of middle schoolers I know who aren't doing anything. So go ahead and get a leg up on them, and it will just make you look better in the long run. Absolutely. All right. So coming up next, we're going to talk about our next quarterback. Um, Coming up next. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast. This is episode 24. Uh, We're talking about the top playmakers in Colorado Middle School Edition. And... And right here we got Brady uh, Vodica. He is a 7th grader, I believe, class of 2026. And by the way, Beckham, he is an 8th grader. And so uh, just throw that out there. But Brady, he will be um, a 7th grade, or he is a 7th grader right now. And he is at Cherry Creek Middle School. So he will be going through that Cherry Creek program most likely. So, Cody, you mind if I talk? Well, we could switch it up and talk about... Airs of improvements here? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I don't know how much he weighs and height-wise. I think a big area of improvement, and he can't go wrong with this, He, I, I'd like to see him work just on his arm power and just getting stronger. That's the biggest thing here, just working on that and um, having a stronger arm. His arm at times, like, it's solid, you know, and mechanics are solid there, but I, it's – I, I don't know if it's stronger than Beckham's or this next guy we have up here. So I'd like to see him work on that just a little bit here. Um, and that's not the... He'll grow into it too. You know, he's only a seventh grader, but I think I just want to throw that out there. Then another thing, I think this is a little bit more of a discipline thing in general, but um, he does a pretty good job of working the pocket at times. Like he'll move around. I don't know if he's always... How should I say this? I don't know if he's always looking to throw, though. There are times he looks like he's set on running, and so I would encourage him to, you know, um, get imp- – I can't talk. Improve on working the pocket, making a throw, throwing the strike, you know. Um, you don't have to make huge, like, movements in the pocket, honestly. Sometimes it's just a shift here and there. Get behind alignment, and if you're keeping your eyes down the field, then you should already know that a receiver is about to get open, 
boom, lead him on with a throw, and there you go. And so I'd like to see a little bit more of that. He does that, like, there are flashes where his footwork looks great and he's doing it, but I don't know if his eyes are always downfield or if uh, he's always doing the most efficient thing because there are times I feel like he oversteps just a little bit and he could have just taken a step here and there and then throw a strike to to someone who will get wide open so i'd like to see him work on that pocket presence a little bit more here and then i don't think i have much else here i i think the other thing i would have to mention here um he how should i say this i i'd like for him to you know begin to work on looking off guys and uh, throwing throwing to wide open uh, players by looking off uh, defensive players and whatnot. I think there are times he gets a little bit, I guess, he has some tunnel vision and he stare down some receivers and so I'd like to see him work uh, through a progression and whatnot. Especially with Cherry Creek, you know, um, their program, they definitely run a little bit more of a complicated offense on that middle school level. And so there are times where he does this really well, you know, and he goes through progressions. But for the most part, it's a little raw. So I'd like to see him really uh, stay patient, you know, and work on those progressions there. Um, I think so just in general, biggest things, just work on that patience, work at that discipline in the pocket um, and then get stronger. So just grow. So, so yeah, so not a whole ton here, but Cody, what about you? What are some areas of improvement for Brady here? Yeah, so other other than, you know, just developing, like, growing up yeah. physically, you know. Some some things that I notice is, well, while his release is certainly a lot faster than, than you know, like Beckham's, yeah. I think that he can tuck his elbow in a little bit more. I think that his elbow gets pretty up far out there, and that makes you susceptible to, like, strip sacks especially. Mm-hmm. So... And, you know, you're going to be playing in that Centennial League, and there's going to be some dogs on those defensive lines. Yeah. So you don't want to give them any opportunities as far as that goes. Also, but on top of, like, agreeing with everything you say, I also want to talk about the tunnel vision a little bit too. Yeah. Because there's definitely some throws where it's like, uh, like, <laughs> that wasn't a good decision, you know, and, and he forced it, and it worked out okay. But that's just not going to happen at the next level, I don't think, at, at, in high school. So... I definitely would say definitely go through the reads more, understand, like... And I think part of it is just, like, the confidence in his arm, which is a good thing to have. Yeah. But, like, there's such a thing as overconfidence, you know? We, we don't want uh, Brady to, to throw a lot of picks and, you know... G- g- gunslingers don't make it out of high school. Ball. It is, is Is what I'll say. Usually. You know, and, unless you can throw the ball, like, 70 or 80 yards down the field. So or like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So, like... Don't, don't have that gunslinger mentality, especially going into the Creek program. That's not really their MO. You know, they're pretty, no. like, I'd, I'd say, like, straight edge when it comes to running an offense through a quarterback. Yeah. So just understand that and and just play your part because Creek is definitely, like, you know, team-centric in their build, and that's how you're going to win state championships. So know that, like, you don't have to do it all on your own, and it's not all about your arm. And just take what the defense gives you, basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of all I have. You talked about everything else. I just wanted to elaborate on those things a little bit more. Okay. Obviously, you know, hit some ladders, I'd say, like agility ladders to do some footwork yeah. stuff. But, you know, the creek's going to have you doing that anyway. So, like, um, d- do it on your own time for sure. As Simon said, you know, there's a lot of guys and gals who might be slacking off in athletics a little bit. 
but you know you could do these things in your backyard so yeah. um just work on that and and the fundamental and technique stuff you can work on that in your living room in your own bedroom so um just definitely work on those things yeah but for sure with that being said can we start talking about strengths yeah, let's do it. So first things first before, and Cody, you could start off on strengths here, but first things first, shout out to Brady. I know he's been rocking with us since, uh, for a while now, actually, I think since that first quarterback episode dropped. Um, don't, like, I, I've, I've noticed uh, who likes our stuff and whatnot, especially the ones who do it consistently, and so we appreciate you, bud, and uh, we wanted to make sure we give back to you here. But go ahead with the positives, because it's not just that, he's a heck of a player. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Thank you, Brady, for reaching out to us. And we did have fun watching your film. I know we started yeah. off with the criticisms, but we got some strengths for you because otherwise we wouldn't be talking here. Brady has a great arm. Like yes. there's, like I said, there's a reason that he's confident about his arm. He probably has like the best velocity, I want to say, on his throws out yeah. of any of the quarterbacks that we've talked about at the middle school level. He has a lot of mustard on his throws. Very tight spirals, too, mm-hmm. it, which is something that you just, like... Like, the throws are accurate, but for the spirals to be as tight as they are shows, like, you know, really good hand placement on the ball. And, you know, that's just something that is kind of unheard of on the middle school level here in Colorado, I'd say. And, you know, Brady reminds me a lot of, like, a quarterback I played with in middle school who ended up going to Texas to play football. You know, we, we've seen that before. Yeah. But anyways... um, a lot of the things that he does right is, you know, he, he delivers the ball. It, he throws a variety of routes, including some... And, and this is what I was talking about. Like, what other quarterbacks would throw at this level over the middle would be an interception. But for Brady, it's a 15-yard completion. Yeah. Like, because he can just throw it so hard. And he gets it over the defensive line, in between the linebackers, past the cornerbacks. So, his velocity is probably the biggest strength for me watching him watching him play football. I also think that, you know, he can make reads too, so I think that he's a little bit more advanced in that realm. And he's pretty good at running and improvising, even yeah. when he doesn't need to. So, like, one play in particular that stands out where some of are watching, we're like, oh, my gosh, where's the line? We're not really sure what was supposed to happen on the play. But yeah. basically, he's in, the, he, he's in shotgun, and there's four defensive linemen or linebackers in the backfield with him. And he eludes all of them and runs for a first down, down yeah. the right. So, you know, just that, I guess, like, that agility is super, you know, like, that's what, it, it makes him a playmaker because it's so dynamic, yeah. you know. So I, I'm a huge fan of his agility and some of his moves, for sure. He's definitely more of a finesse guy than than Beckham, who's more of a lower-your-shoulder kind of guy when it comes to being a runner. But I also think that Brady is kind of just, like, passively quick you know because like we saw this one play where he jogged for a touchdown pretty much like like yeah because his strides are so long for that level and he's just that much quicker and more athletic so lots of good things jump off the film when talking about brady and you know i think that should should he stay in the creek middle school program and and go on to play for cherry creek we could be looking at a, a future state champ in my eyes but yeah. But before we talk too much about Outlook, Simon, what are some strengths you saw from Brady? Yeah, so uh, arm power-wise, I, I could see some of that. Like, obviously, 
At least definitely in the short game, you know, he flashed it a little bit more there. When I was talking arm power, I meant more like deep ball wise because you didn't see a lot of like 50 or 60 yard throws, which is fine. You know, he's a seventh grader, so no worries about that. But accuracy-wise, I think ball placement, he was consistently like just putting it on the money over and over again, over the middle, you know, outside the hashes, um, deep, late, he did it all, you know. And so you really like to see that accuracy. That could be pretty hard to coach sometimes other than getting your mechanics right. So there you go. And then to add on to that, his mechanics are pretty solid, especially his throwing ones. He looks he looks pretty smooth out here. Kind of reminds me of uh, Liam O'Brien and his throwing mechanics a little bit here. How it's just very smooth. The ball just kind of jumps out, you know, and it's it's good. And it'll, you know, it. I think that's a little underrated as of now, but uh, I think it looks very good. And then his pocket presence, I know I did criticize it a little bit there. There are flashes where he looks really good, where he's moving in the pocket well, and his footwork is just extremely clean, very composed and whatnot. Um, and I like that. You know, I think that says a lot about his maturity in the game as well, how he doesn't always have to, you know, he doesn't, I guess just scramble right or scramble left and then set and throw. It's like he'll move through the pocket and then make a throw every now and then. And so I just want to see more of that is what I'm saying, honestly, because it is entertaining to see. And that's what you like to see out of uh, quarterbacks on this next level and then the next level after that. And so I think that pocket movement um, just being so clean and his clean mechanics, they all contribute to how successful he is because he is a pretty successful quarterback here. Um, so yeah, and then last but not least, variety of routes. He he's shown that he could throw a good variety of routes, and you know he he's looked up looked off some players here now, um, just because he he knows his plays pretty well. And there's a lot of receivers running a good variety of routes where they're getting open and finding open space, and he attacks that pretty well here. So all things that I like to see out of Brady, and uh, from a seventh grader, that is pretty impressive seeing him. Even just now, just being able to sling it like 40 to 50 yards downfield or being disciplined enough to move into the pocket and then just get the first down, which is sometimes all you really need. So that's what I like. But <clears throat> all that being said, let's go ahead and talk outlook. So he is in, Ch in the Cherry Creek program right now. He's a seventh grader. So he has two years, correct? This year and then next year. And then he's in high school. Yeah, so like the rest of this year. Okay, Mohi. right. So, yeah. so he has one more season, I should say, of middle school football. Okay. Hopefully. Well, he, he will. <laughs> he will, he will. Yeah. Hopefully. But, um, okay. So Cherry Creek, they do have a guy. Um, behind Julian Hammond, he's a sophomore this year, so he'll have his two years um, in the coming years here. It's Marte Russell. He's six foot 175. Uh, I think someone might have requested him or he might have liked one of our stuff. Either way, shout out to him. He'll have his two years, I assume, at Cherry Creek. I believe he's a lot more like Julian Hammond um, than, well, than Brady is for sure. I think he might be able to throw a little bit more in the pocket, but we'll just see there. So it'll be interesting to see how Brady adjusts to... Cherry Creek and everything they do. Honestly, with the way Cherry Creek plays anyways, like it's not like you really need um, a mobile quarterback anyways. Like they could be equally as successful with a guy like Luke McAllister or LR3 or whoever. So that's fine. So outlook wise, Brady does have about two-ish years. Well, this year, like the rest of this year and then another year. 
and so does uh, Russell. And so by the time Brady gets there, I think Russell might have graduated. Yeah, he would have graduated. So there is an opportunity. He'll be a senior. No, he wouldn't have. When when Brady is a freshman. Oh, just kidding. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So he would be a senior when Brady is a freshman because we got this year. And then, okay, I gotcha. So that kind of actually works out perfectly. So, you know, that basically means uh, Brady, he'll get to get in that high school program and wait a year, probably play JV, because uh, I do think he could play JV. And then maybe his sophomore year, we could see him take some uh, varsity snaps here. They, Cherry Creek's offense isn't as complicated as Fairview, so I think that's important to keep in mind. Plus, with the number of playmakers I'm sure they get every year, he won't have to do as much. And so even if he does play his sophomore year, it could be like a, you know, like a pretty chill, like, you know, just manage the game. Don't do too much like A.J. McCarron, the game type of deal here, or, or Alex Smith, the game, I guess, uh, type of deal here. And then in these next two years, we'll see what you got. So that's kind of what I'm thinking for Brady here. He has a pretty good outlook. He's First off, he's really... I guess lucky and blessed to be in the Cherry Creek program because that's a heck of a program to start in. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him move up there. But what about you, Cody? What do you think? Yeah. So obviously with with him coming in as a freshman and and Russell being a senior, and and then being a sophomore, I feel like you will kind of have to wait and see what eighth graders come in between now and Brady. Sure. Because. Uh, as of now, I'm just not super sure about starting him as a sophomore because I don't know how big he's going to be by that time, yeah. to be fair. He's definitely like more filled out, I'd say, than than Beckham is, but I have I have no idea how big he is, and I think that he is shorter than Beckham. So, you know, I don't want to just like throw him to the wolves necessarily. But, you know, a lot can happen in three years' time, right? So yeah. I definitely think that we're, we're looking at high-end three-year starter i'd say definitely i don't think like a four-year guy in the creek program just because of the amount of talent that they get in yeah plus you know within the creek program there's an eighth grade team too right yeah so like yeah i'm not really sure the quarterback situation looks like there so it's definitely a wait and see but i think at at minimum you know he he will be a starter by his junior year somewhere in the state of colorado you know what, and yes. it, it he looks on track to be, you know that Creek's next guy, but I'd say that you know he has the weapon of choice because of his talent. Yeah, you know to to choose basically probably anywhere in the Centennial League, and you know maybe even make a name for himself if he's worried about being called like a system player, you know, by the Creek program. That's true. He's very like fundamentally and mechanically, he's just very sound, and so there's not a lot you'll have to work on there. And then you know he has run a pretty complicated offense here. I think just to throw this out here, if there is a quarterback on the eighth grade level who may be more athletic, like maybe he's more of a speed type of guy, I could definitely see them potentially moving him and having Brady be the quarterback. Because I mean, you're not gonna have Brady out there, and you know just so that you maximize your talent. That's happened a lot. Um, kind of happened with Miles Purchase. He played a little bit of running back and then moved over to corner to better fill that need because they already had a guy at running back. And so that's kind of what I'm seeing here. But 
We'll see. I really like Brady. I think he's honestly the type of middle schooler that you typically see uh, in Texas even. I would go as far as saying that. He might even be more, I guess, just fundamentally sound than some Texas quarterbacks as a seventh grader, and that's saying a lot. And so, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, well, I won't throw out those, those, uh, those things just yet here but i wouldn't be surprised if he went to another high school and uh you know balled out and did his thing for them let's just say that so yeah all right coming up next we have our last guy the first two guys were both guys that you know i got to talk to and connect with and i kind of found this last guy is more of cody's guy i feel like i have to say that so coming up next welcome back to the playmakers corner podcast I'm your host, Cody Stoffer, and I'm here with Simon, and we have our last Colorado Playmaker of the Middle School edition, and that is a 6th grade Class of 2027 quarterback, Trent Seaborn, who plays for the Junior Buffs. I also want to take this time to give a shout out to Gabe Cardenas from Glovework Training for pointing me in Trent's direction here, and Simon and I had a lot of film... Simon and I had a lot of fun watching Trent's film. They always do that. But anyways, Simon and I had a lot of fun watching Trent's film. He's dynamic for a sixth grade quarterback. Definitely, you know, really refined for his age. But we're going to talk a little bit about his areas of improvement. And the thing is with, with a sixth grader is there's really not too much, I'd say, because like, you know, they he still has a lot of growing to do. Yeah. physically so you can't judge like a lot of his mechanics as much as an eighth grader that's about to head into high school or i'd say even as much as a seventh grader about to head into their final final year of middle school so he still has a lot of you know peewee ball left i would say but with that being said i will say that he's definitely kind of like brady in a sense pretty confident in his arm and there are some throws where some are like oh like, that, yeah. that was almost an interception. And I think against a different competition, maybe that wouldn't have gone down the way that it did. But, you know, that's kind of like the only complaint I have so far with with the amount of film that we have. And, you know, I, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a mess with Trent's dad just a little bit here. You can chill out on the slow motion just a little bit on those highlight reels, but that's all in good fun. Uh, it was at the beginning and end of the play, like two plays in a row. But you know, I'm that's not really a big deal. I'm just messing with you, Simon. What what is something that you want to see Trent work on? I guess. Yeah, so I won't mention uh, growing or you know arm power or any of that, just because he is. A bit younger. I don't know if he's hit puberty yet, if I'm being completely honest. So that's kind of a big deal. So I'm just going to leave that alone and just assume that he's going to eventually grow up and be in a better spot here. So that's that. But I think if I did have to criticize something or, you know, want to see something improved, obviously, yes, decision making, that that's definitely something that he could work on. But not even that, you know. That's that's not even the worst thing. I would probably say I'd, 
I would like to see him working on that footwork in the pocket a little bit more here. He doesn't have to scramble out right to the right or left or wherever. Uh, you know, just small steps, right? Keep it minimal. Um, you know, you don't want to use a whole bunch of energy anyways. So just hide behind alignment and uh, keep moving and whatnot. And keep that footwork right so that you're always in a position to throw. I think that's something he could definitely work on. He is tough in the pocket and it works out. But he could definitely do a little bit better here and just, you know, be a little bit more uh, mobile and avoid some uh, some sacks that he could definitely avoid. So, so yeah. With all that being said, let's go ahead and talk about strengths for Trent because there's a lot. Uh, Cody, I hope you don't mind if I go first because, you know, you found him, so I'm sure you have a billion. Take it away. But... Uh, Trent, first things first, I believe he is uh, related to an NFL quarterback. It's Tua Tagovailoa, isn't it, Cody? Yes, sir. Is he his cousin? or? I, I think it's his cousin. I'm okay. not 1,000% sure on the relation, but they are pretty tight, I'd say. Yeah, and there are pictures, if you look on his Instagram, of him and Tua together, along with, I think, Panay Suel, who is uh, supposed to be the top lineman in this year's draft, and so... Um, all Hawaii guys, by the way. Well, at least uh, Panay Suel is one, I believe. And so he is from Hawaii. He moved here from Hawaii to Colorado. And it, it shows because he's, he's, he's a stud. You know, there are a lot of things that you see Trent do that you know Tua does. Like, there's certain rollouts where you just see kind of the same mechanics here and all that. And so with Trent, I would say ball placement. I know I mentioned this with Brady, but especially with Trent here, ball placement's pretty insane. He consistently throws back shoulder throws, like, all the time, and then he throws over the middle. He puts it wherever he wants the ball to be, if I'm being completely honest here. And he just slices and dissects defenses easily just doing that. And so, I know that was something that I mentioned with DJ Bordeaux and these last two guys, you know, developing a route that's kind of your go-to route, you know, like... Kind of like how Kobe has that fade away um, by, the, by the basket. I think that fade... That fade route for Trent here, it's kind of equivalent to that because in the end zone, it's pretty much always money. And so he does that consistently, and I think he's probably one of the most accurate quarterbacks on this middle school level and then maybe even, maybe to a degree, even the high school level, if I'm being completely honest here. Like, he, he, puts, it, he puts it right where it needs to be almost all the time, and he's always in sync with his receivers, and, um, you know, they, they work well together, together, if I'm being completely honest. So there you go. I do think... Pocket presence-wise, he's pretty solid there. Uh, he, he senses pressure well. Maybe he doesn't always step him in the pocket or do all that stuff, but he senses pressure well. He, you don't really see him hold on to the ball too much, and so that's good. And then the last thing I'll mention here that really, really stood out to me was that he was looking off receivers and uh, going through progressions consistently, and you saw that in his highlight reel as a sixth grader. You know, he'd hold, hold a safety to one side of the field and then throw a dot to the other side. And so he did that a lot. Um, he just honestly did that a lot uh, in, in the film that we saw. And so that's extremely impressive. There's a lot of high schoolers here in Colorado that can't even do that. Even some guys on our top five list that definitely couldn't do that, at least as well as Trent Seaborn was able to do here. So um, that's very high level, um, I guess, quarterback play. And I, that's really impressive to me. I, I don't know what else to say. But Cody, what about you? What are some other positives or strengths for Trent Seaborn here? So, for, for Trent, I'm going to start off by reading this stat line. Go ahead. And then I'll give context for it. 
12 for 14, three TDs, and two extra points. Now, that's the stat line. Let's talk about the who and the where now, okay? Mm-hmm. Who is for Team Vapor in a tournament in Florida. And the who also includes against 8th and ninth graders. 8th and ninth graders on a national talent scale. Yeah. And he's doing this as a 6th grader. So, and, and you know, that... With, with that being said, there's a reason that he's there, all right? It's because he has a great arm. It's because he's his mental capabilities as a quarterback exceeds a lot of high schoolers. Like, yeah. something that was super impressive to me that, you know, it's not the flashiest thing in the world, but he hits checkdowns yeah. when, he, when he needs to. So he'll look through his progressions, and I think that, you know, for him to understand his arm and to understand defenses well enough to... A, move, move the safeties like Simon was saying. First off, Simon, everything that Simon said, I agree with a thousand percent. And then to just extend a little bit more on it, he, like, okay, a lot of, especially middle schoolers will be way too aggressive and be like, you know, I can throw this pass because, you know, my arm is just that good. Yeah. But Trent's not afraid to be like, you know what? I'm just going to pass it to this drag route because that's my third read. Like, he can look through four routes at a time. And, and go through whole progressions, which, you know, even some NFL quarterbacks can't do that. They see one read and then they freak out. So, yeah. you know, for him to be able to do that as a sixth grader shows, you know, I, I guess like football wisdom and IQ way beyond his years, which is something that, you know, like the idea of having Trent Seaborn on like a team that I could coach would, I would lose my mind because I'd be like, I can run anything with this guy. That's yeah. how much confidence I have in Trent Seaborn. From, from a mental standpoint. And I also think, like Simon said, you know, he's super precise with where he's able to put the ball. He, I mean, he's he's competing against older older players and high schoolers and still absolutely shredding them. He has a ton of film for seven-on-seven seven stuff where, you know, he's able to push the ball, like, legit 40 yards down the field as a sixth grader. So I can only imagine that by the time that you know, he finishes growing up, you know, he'll he'll be able to throw 60, 60 to 70 yard passes pretty easily is probably my guess. So I think that the sky is literally the limit for Trent Seaborn is another thing where like, you know, th- I feel like with a lot of players, you can see their ceiling and I can't see Trent Seaborn's ceiling if I got to be completely honest with you. So, and obviously he has the connections and the opportunities to do these things and go on these tournaments and he has, you know, He's related to somebody in the NFL, so he has that top-level advice, and you know the the um and two two is a winner too. So like, yeah, it's all about mentality too. And like Trent, he just acts like or because he does belong there, he just acts like he belongs wherever he is, if if that makes sense. And so that that level of confidence too, with this with like the mental fortitude in hand, makes him very dangerous as a quarterback heading into the future so yeah yeah he's he's insane it is is the light way of saying it and i'm really excited to see where he goes from here i so so you mind if i kind of transition into outlook just like a little bit sure go for it so he's in sixth grade yeah obviously (laughs) obviously he has a ton of time before high school i'm not he you know he plays for the junior buffs right now so it seems like he's located in Boulder, but I'd be surprised if he doesn't end up at a Valor or a Regis, if I got to be a thousand percent honest with you, because 
Trent is going to be able to choose whatever school he wants in Colorado. And I don't know about like size or anything like that, but you know, growth, growth spurt, growth spurt allowing he could be a four-year starter in high school. Yeah, no, easily. So I, I completely think that is, I think he's going to be a very special high school player is, is what I'm saying at bare minimum, at bare minimum, he needs to play three years varsity ball for somebody. But he should probably be a four-year starter as long as he has the right size. Simon, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, I agree. I, I was just thinking that Valor Christian would probably be a very, very good spot for him. I know Valor, at least when it comes to NFL talent, they have a lot of connections. Obviously, you got the whole McCaffrey family. I believe uh, Brian Dawkins, his kids went there as well. So that's pretty big time. And so it's not completely out of question to see, you know, um, then going to a Valor and really, really continuing on that NFL bloodline there. So I think if he was to go to Valor, he'd probably be the best quarterback to ever play for them, potentially. Um, and trust me, I've seen Dylan McCaffrey play. I know Trent Seaborn could either be that or better um, as of right now as a sixth grader. I'm really high on him right now. So I think he could he could definitely go over there and take that starting job day one potentially. Even if he's not filled out like physically and whatnot uh, compared to some other players, I, I think it'd be a mistake to hold that against him if he could still push the ball downfield and make the right decisions. Because I think that's something that I see a lot out of Colorado high schools, I would say. And I'm, I'm going to be tough on this here too because, uh, I honestly, I really do see that a lot. I see a lot of, and I'm going to throw this in quotation marks here, so just imagine me doing the quotation mark uh, thing here. But I think there's a lot of senior loyalty um, there's a lot of, there's some favoritism here for sure, and there's a lot of stupid excuses that are made, quite frankly, for uh, players who are obviously better uh, to not play over players who have been there for a longer time. And I think that's a big problem here because, look, loyalty, that matters, you know, putting in the work, being dedicated to a program, that matters, but at the end of the day, you know, I don't think it's fair to not give those more talented players opportunities to play, at least. And Colorado, from everything I've heard from program to program, it's not just one area. I've heard it in Colorado Springs. I've heard it in Denver. I've heard it in Boulder. I've heard it in Greeley. Yeah, I'm shouting all of y'all out. Uh, I've, I've seen it, you know. And stupid reason after stupid reason, you don't let a player play. And the next thing you know, they go somewhere else and they're way better than um, what you could have offered, if I'm being completely honest here. So I think it'd be an absolute mistake for him to not play his freshman year, even if he's not completely developed. And just see what happens. I get, you know, physically and whatnot, maybe trying to ease him into it. But just from what I've seen, like on film, and um, it wasn't just the one highlight reel. I've seen some games as well, uh, recorded games, that is. Uh, he's, he does a lot. <laughs> he does a lot of things that you just like out of a, if I'm just being honest, like out of a college quarterback at that. Like, you know, you remember Friday Night Tykes, right? Yeah. I think he's better than most of those quarterbacks, if I'm being honest. Uh, obviously, they're like 9, 10, 11, 12-year-olds. But I think just fundamentally, you know, just looking off guys, uh, being able to throw dots anywhere on the field he wants, no matter who is there, I think that... That speaks for a lot, and so um, 
I don't know. I think he's probably a four-year starter for sure. Maybe three-year starter, but anything less than two, he should transfer somewhere else and go somewhere that actually believes in him. So, Trent Seaborn is the quarterback that a lot of Friday night t- tight quarterbacks think they are. Well, there like, are some good ones. I, I know. Like, I, hey, I know. I sent you the one TikTok with Lucas Coley, who's going to Arkansas. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, there, there's definitely like, like Trent is definitely a quarterback that I think backs up his value, arguably the best between like, you know, like what he can do physically as a quarterback, obviously with some of his deep throws, and I mean, he throws. All of the routes. He throws the entire route tree. He throws hard corner routes. He throws comeback routes. He throws go routes. He throws slant routes. He throws in routes. Like, yeah. th- there's there's high school quarterbacks that, that don't throw half the tree that Trent Seaborn does. So, you know, what what you can, like, quarter, as, as a coach, you know, what you want from your quarterback, you, you want to trust your quarterback more than anything else. And I trust Trent. If, yeah. if I'm, if he's my quarterback. As a high school coach, absolutely, I would start him day one. You know, whenever he gets to the high school level. Sure. From, from just what I've seen so far. And he's only going to continue to improve. So, you know, I, I definitely think that you're right. He should not tolerate, you know, a, a school that doesn't believe in him or, you know, just doesn't look at the film. And you're yeah. also... Simon is a thousand percent spitting about some of the tendencies bourgeois is what i'm gonna call it okay um, yeah yeah th- that's that's in colorado sports and you know we've we've talked to people countless people actually i i can't even count them on two hands on Me how many either. people have bad experiences with with coaches and you know being played behind somebody who's not as talented so yeah. i've never heard of that until i came here in texas I felt like it was always the best player plays. You know, there you go. If you stick to loyalty, then you're a losing program, if I'm being completely honest. In Texas, that wouldn't fly, and you wouldn't be able to even hold a candle to an Allen High School, a Duncanville, even South Lake Carroll, who is basically all homegrown, if I'm being completely honest. Homegrown talent there. So they, they play the best players, and I get it. Loyalty matters, but... At the end of the day, if you have someone who's obviously better than other players, you have to give them an opportunity and more opportunities as they continue to earn those. So, like I said, I didn't see it until I came to Colorado, and I was pretty floored. And that's probably why Colorado football isn't as good as Texas football. But, well, that's not the only thing. We'll, we'll save <laughs> we'll, that for another day. Yeah, yeah. yeah but... we'll... we'll I'll tone it down here. Either way, Trent Seaborn, he's a great talent. Obviously, it helps being related to Tua because he does have NFL genes. And uh, Tua's little brother, too, Talia, has NFL genes. He's pretty he's pretty good over there at Maryland. And so those are all pluses. If you want to hold that as a ceiling, you can. And that's a pretty high ceiling as is already. So, so there you go. But for now... Now, he does have a lot of middle school ball ahead of him. I think he needs to continue on getting better on, um, you know, being a good football player and doing all that stuff, being a good teammate and leader especially. I think uh, those are things I'd like to see for sure. But, but yeah, I mean, I don't think I have much else uh, to talk about here with Trent. What about you? Um, I don't really have too much for um, – I don't, I don't have too much to say in general for the rest of the episode. Uh, I do – I did want to take some time to – Thank Beckham, thank Brady, and, you know, thank Trent for having accessible film 
You know, th- their film yes. is easier to access than basketball film, as Simon tells me. And, you know, just obviously we wish them nothing but the best of luck. And we're really excited to see them grow and flourish as football players and, you know, eventually, hopefully cover them at the high school level. And, and you know what, hopefully even beyond, you know, we, we obviously wish the best out of any player that we cover. And uh, these three, these three kiddos have a lot of talent. So I think that they can definitely go places. But at the end of the day, you know, you could have all this raw talent. But, you know, Beckham, Brady, and Trent, if you're listening, it's all about the work that you put in and what you want to do, too. So, like, you, you, you'll you be able to probably even get through high school ball with, with like, talent, if I got to be completely honest with you. Yeah. But beyond that, it's up to you on, on how talented and how great you want to be and if football's for you. So, best of luck with, with that and the hard work that's going to be coming up for y'all. But I know that if you want to, you can do it. So Yeah, for sure. And obviously, we... Just throwing this out there, we don't interview middle schoolers. I think they're way, or we think they're way too young for that. Um, but you can guarantee once they hit high school, we'd love to have an interview and talk to these fellows here and have them on the show. So there you go. But yeah, keep working. Um, we love to see them all stay in the state of Colorado too, because that'd be great. Please, I'm crossing my fingers, <laughs> y'all. Please stay. We need some. Yeah, we need some goats because, in Colorado. Yeah, them along with Deidre Bordeaux. That that creates a pretty nice future. Uh, for Colorado football here. So so there you go. But all right, with all that being said, that wraps up this episode. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um yeah, check those out. And then and show us some love there as well. If you're on any streaming platforms, make sure to give us a good rating because you're already there. Uh, we appreciate all of the support. And then remember if you want to request anybody, I'm just gonna be honest, like it's rare that we ever say no to request, if I'm being honest. I don't think we really have, unless there's like literally no film there, which I think is the biggest thing. Um, just make sure uh, to include their name, the position they play, high school they're from, um, or where they're from at that. And then this would probably help us out a lot, but if you could link what where their film is, whether it's on YouTube, Huddle, whatever, that would be awesome so that we don't have to go on a whole goose chase just for one person because we do want to do these breakdowns. Eventually. Also, be polite when you DM us because if, <laughs> cool. if, if, you, just, if you just send us something and, and um, you come off as, as kind of arrogant or something, we're not going to watch your film. So just, just remember that, you know, we're, we're doing our best to like try and check all these boxes. We have probably close to a hundred requests at this point. So like understand that, you know, we're trying to work through this as fast as we can and we're trying to help you. So, you know, just, just be patient with us and, and show us some love, you know, we're grinding. So that wraps up this episode. Uh, I've been one of your co-hosts, Simon Villanos. And I'm Cody Stoffer. And keep rocking with us coming up uh, soon here. We'll be doing basketball for men's and women's. So um, look out for these polls that are about to drop um, because they're going to be important.